こんにちは。日本クリケットポッドキャストようこそ。僕の名前はアランです。Hello and welcome to the Japan Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kerr, and today I will be bringing you a slightly different podcast than normal as I break from tradition and welcome not one but two guests onto the show and spend the entirety of this episode discussing one particular competition and especially one particular match, the Japan Cricket League. For those who don't know, the Japan Cricket League is a 14 club competition, which features 27 teams playing across three divisions. The competition is for the overs and it runs the duration of the season in Japan. And over the years, it has developed into perhaps the most valued by the cricket community. On the whole, the Japan Cricket League has helped develop a number of players, particularly our national team players, and the grand final represents the Last match of each season. The competition started in 2006. It moved to two divisions in 2007, and a third division was added in 2018. In the early years, it was very much the Tokyo Wombats dominated. They actually won the first four events before the Chiba Sharks broke that run in 2010. Sano Cricket Club have won the competition four times as well. Max Cricket Club have won the competition three times. Cheap Sharks this year will be aiming for their third victory to take them up level with Max. So, on this week's episode, I'll be bringing the captains of the clubs who are taking part in this year's final. Firstly, I'll be speaking to Samip Dewar of the Tokyo Falcons. And after that, I'll have a chat with Dougal Beddingfield, who captains the Chiba Sharks when he's fully fit. This year, the season has run somewhat intermittently as COVID 19 has. Cause a few delays and cause one round to be cancelled. The top division features 10 teams. The plan was for them all to play each other once, but one round was lost. This season, Max Cricket Club went through undefeated, winning eight out of eight games before falling down at the semi final stage. Chiba Sharks produced their best performance of the year to knock them out, whilst the Tokyo Falcons avenged last season's semi final defeat to the eventual champions, Tigers Cricket Club. To book their place in their first ever grand final. So sit back, enjoy these guys having a chat about their teams, how they got there, and what their expectations are for the big match on Saturday. Okay, so I'm joined on the podcast today by the first of our captains for the big game coming up this weekend. The Tokyo Falcons will be playing in their first ever Division One grand final. And I am joined by Samip Dewar. Samip, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me here.、Uh, glad to be here and talking about the big, big finals and、uh, how JC Lujanan has been this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a big year for you guys. And it's not just this year, actually. It all started probably last year. It's been a tale of gradual improvement for the Tokyo Falcons since you guys arrived in Division One. You had a, a tough first year, but then it's just been an upward climb ever since. To begin with, let's go back to that first season because it's important to know、sure. where you came from. And that first,、sure. that first year in Division One was, was pretty tough. You guys didn't get a win in that first season. So at that point, what have you done to turn things around to a point where you're now probably favorites going into the final just three years later? I think, you know, we had a fabulous year in Division Two、uh, in 2018. You won every game, right? We were undefeated.、Uh, I think coming into the first game, 
Uh, we played Sharks and I think we scored some decent runs, uh, like for 200 plus odd runs in the first game. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't win that game. And uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, you can say in some way that that started like a downward spiral for us. And uh, I think for all teams, as they are coming into Division 1, uh, there's a bit of a mindset a shift which you need to make. And uh, I think a lot of teams, uh, I see that today, even with a lot of players who are coming in from lower divisions, where uh, I think they start to feel a bit more pressure. And I would say that's what ha- was happening to some of our players who were playing, uh, who were scoring runs in Division 2. Big wins, uh, some close ones, but Division 1, you know, everything was started to go down for us in that year. I think what changed maybe by the end of the year is what we realized is uh, maybe the average age group of Falcons is maybe like some something like 35 plus or something. Yeah, so okay. we do need there, uh, we need some young blood and we do need some, you know, fresh faces, uh, fresh faces into the squad who don't take so much or don't take, take so much pressure about playing in Division 1, come in with a fresh approach. So I think in 2020, we started with that that approach and we uh, we finished the season in 2019, not without a single win, but in 2020, uh, we came back with, a I think, like a big bang. Obviously, the first game wasn't that great for us. Uh, I think we still struggled uh, with some of our batting. We played the Alpha question in the first game and we still struggled a bit. But we had started to show some promise with our balling. And, you know, because we had some, like, you know, we had actually one exceptional baller, like Navi Negi, who, who joined our squad, right? Uh, an extremely fit guy and uh, probably the one of the fastest guy who had, I had kept. So I think we were, there were signs, there were early signs that uh, this season would be different. And uh, we just needed one of those confident win uh, games, which happened uh, when we played Wombats. Uh, and uh, we got them out for a cheap score and uh, chased it down. So uh, I think that's where uh, uh, probably I'm still holding that ball with me somewhere. <laughs> like I'm not me. We had in Division 1 Bombats win. So that's when. You know, and so, the confidence came from that, you reckon? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you could have, you know, uh, like as good a team on paper as you want. But if you can't, uh, translate that into a win, then, you know, uh, the confidence never comes uh, for the team to win. And I think that was very important for us. Yeah. And I think, you know, you made the semifinals last year and, and, and played the Tigers and, and lost that semifinal. But obviously you've learned something from that because you've beaten them comfortably in the semifinal this time round to gain some revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Do you think that going into that game this time, last year's result was extra motivation for you? So I think as a captain, I'm like uh, uh, I'm not too much into stats. Honestly, I am, uh, or at least this year, I've not even been thinking about the opposition so much. Uh, my promotion season has been, you know, what is my team doing and how I am approaching the game. And uh, yeah, there are elements to know that there are some big players in the opposition squad, and I need some game plans for that. But at least that's the amount that we try to keep that we're not really thinking about who we are playing at all. So we're just going out there and trying to play our game at the best we can and uh, then see, you know, how the day day, uh, goes on. So honestly, my mindset uh, approaching into this game was uh, nothing different than how the league games were. And that's what I told my team as well that, you know, yeah, 
big semifinals. Uh, maybe you might have some nerves before you play to uh, the boys who are playing the semifinal for the first time. But I said, you know, as long as you approach it like any other game and it, you don't think about you know, who you're playing against, uh, even if it's, let's say, the defending champions, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. You'll, you'll come out as a winner. So I think that mindset really helped us, uh, helped us get through the semis with, a, with, with a, quite a convincing win. Yeah, and you've got some new faces in the team this year as well. You mentioned Navi Negi. You lost him, and that was quite a big loss. But then you've picked up Safraz Petkar, Nilesh Shahani, Sanket Pandari, and Abi Talang. So those guys have all yep. been big players for you this season, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, last year we had uh, three or four players who uh, played Division 1 with us, and they're no longer, you know, playing in the squad so so we we uh, found some fresh faces again this year and uh, there was there was some effort required in rebuilding the team but uh, you know amazingly we we have been playing with these guys in the opposition team until last year like all of the four names that he said right yeah uh, Sarfaraz, Telang, Sanket and uh, Nilesh and uh, uh, but somehow because we know each other for some time uh, I think it was much easier to gel together within the same team because now we have a common cause, right? To kind of lift the trophy. So I think it's all, it's all kind of, uh, uh, been coming together uh, that way. So I think we had, we had respect for all the players, uh, who joined our squad this year, right? Because we, as we were playing against them, when we were playing, we always feared them. So the wickets of Safras and Kate, uh, you know, we always feared. Uh, because they had won games against us in the past. So we had that respect. And for me as a captain, I just wanted to make it their best year, you know? Yeah. And, sure. uh, well, all those guys have contributed, right? I mean, Safrat yeah. is your leading run scorer. He's scored more than 300 runs at 50 and the strike rate of 125 or 26. And Abby's the second leading wicket taker in the league this year with 19 at, yeah. uh, at 14. So, you know, those are big contributions. And I did want to talk particularly about Safraz because he's, you know, quite a, quite a star player and the way he bats as well, he just can take teams apart. And he played a pretty special innings a couple of weeks ago against Wyverns. Uh, I didn't see it, but you, you would have been on the field. So when you have a guy like that in your team scoring, you know, a hundred off 60 odd balls and I think his second 50 came off 20 balls or something and you guys edged home yeah. by one wicket chasing, you know, 200 or 200 odd. When you have a guy like that in your team, do you kind of feel like you can win from anywhere? I think absolutely. It's uh, so you know when I see Safra's name on the on the scoreboard, right, and I know that he's yet to come into bat. I know that you know no total is uh, uh, you know going to be there, going to be enough for him. Yeah. So that way, you know, I just know his capability, and I think he's a real real fighter uh, that that way. So he enjoys the challenges. He comes in and he sees you know there's a big score to be made. And somehow he, rather than, you know, fearing the score, he, he kind of gets, gets fired under his belly, you know, to, to get up to the challenge. And I think he always rises up uh, so far for us. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a guy who, once he gets going, he's hard to stop. I mean, he scored just over 300 runs this year, but he's got two hundreds, which shows that once he gets in, he, he makes it count. Yeah. The other thing, I guess you mentioned before about confidence going through players, just looking at the list of players you've used this year in division one, you guys have had 26 players play for the first team. You've had seven different guys score off centuries. So that would suggest that there is a lot more confidence going through the team now. 
Uh, absolutely. I think like beginning of the season, we, we struggled a bit with our batting, which was carrying forward from last year, where we did actually score, you know, uh, even 200 plus runs, uh, even in a single game. So, so when we were chasing uh, the 240 runs against Max, we had like, I think, 120, I, I forgot the score, but like a, a 100 plus partnership, uh, which, you know, showed our fighting spirit. And I think that's kind of carried forward throughout the uh, the season. And uh, yeah, as you said, you know, we have had contributions. So we have nine batsmen and nine bowlers. Uh, I'd use nine bowlers <laughs> against five ones. Yeah. And yeah, as you said, of those seven have scored half centuries. So, so we know that, you know, we are never uh, shy of uh, one performance. And that's what, uh, we received a comment in the last game that, you know, we, we were targeting one or two players that we got the barb, but then someone else came in and scored a half century. So, so the, the, the opposition team has, has a bit of a challenge in trying to figure out, uh, you know, our targeting players. So that's been the approach with most of the teams that we try to single out a couple of players and uh, get them out. But I think with our team, uh, it's a bit challenging because of the uh, the many players who are there, right, and who have uh, contributed in one game or the other. Yeah, well, we'll come back to that in a minute because that that's something I, I wanted to talk about. Your strength and depth, but looking ahead to the big game coming up, as a, a bit of a quirk of fate, the one round that was lost this season to the COVID pandemic would have been your match against the Chief Sharks. So you haven't played them at all this yeah. year, which is really unusual yeah. to go into a grand final having not not played the team you come up against. So, you know, they've had a, an interesting couple of years. They were champions two years ago and then they struggled quite badly last year. They only got two wins last season. So what do you make of them? I know you said you don't pay too much attention to the opposition, but you must have thought a little bit about this game and, and how they play and how's your approach going to be this time out? So... I think as we were finishing our game, you know, uh, Chris was holding the scorecard and he was saying at the game for the other semifinals getting close between Max and Sharks. And, and yeah, a few, few people were probably wanting the Sharks to win. <laughs> That's quite. Yeah, it must have been a bit of a surprise because Max had such a good season, right? Yeah. So I think, like, from our point of view, because Max was undefeated and they're probably, you know, beaten Sharks and come into the finals, then we would, we would be slightly worried about. Uh, about Max, uh, you know, about the capability for our team to beat Max and, you know, how we uh, stand up against that because they have a very big batting and bowling lineup as well. Uh, with Sharks, obviously, we are uh, definitely slightly more confident when it comes to uh, when, we, when we compare the teams, right, you know, the players uh, one-to-one. Uh, then I think we uh, we have a pretty decent squad uh, with both bat and the ball. And... Uh, yeah, I think according to our strategy, I, I feel that Sharks uh, would put up a good fight. But uh, but yeah, we, we'll see how, how the game, game goes, you know. You feel so, confident. So the other thing I was going to mention about that strength and depth, the Falcons have had an incredible year all throughout the three divisions. You know, you guys, your second team and your third team made a division two, division three semis. Second 11 lost, but the thirds have made the final of Division 3 as well. So yeah, be pretty proud as, you know, first team captain to look across the club as a whole. You know, I only came into the JCL, what, four or five years ago. And now to be yeah. performing with so many players doing well in all three divisions. You now, how, how have you achieved that? So, 
Yeah, I think like, you know, um, because I take up multiple hats in the club, you know, I have the division on captain and also like kind of one of the senior members in the club, right, who uh, who uh, is is key part of, you know, the strategy and making the decision that it makes me proud uh, because uh, we have had, we have, uh, you know, changed the strategy from our last year on how we, uh, how we approach the club, how we approach players and, you know, how we, uh, how we want to, you know, uh, go ahead with division one, two, and three. And for us, uh, we don't try to take only division one seriously, but, you know, we, we have captains of division two and division three who are equally competitive and uh, want to get the right teams and right combinations for them to, you know, win. And I think the depth in the batting and bowling that we see, right, you know, is probably thanks to a lot of the recruitment that we do. And we do reach out uh, to clubs. We are quite flexible in being able to try out new players. So, you know, let's say we have a game coming up in two weeks and uh, we hear about a new player. Uh, in some cases, we have even seen like a small video clip and we have a right to play to play a game. So I think we are... We are very like high risk in that sense. You know, we might play a player who might just turn out to be a big disaster, <laughs> even in division one, two or three. But you know, if he's cold, then you know uh, we we've got a star. Uh, yeah, you don't give him a chance. You don't know, right? So sounds like you've got a very active scouting network. <laughs> I would say that that I think it just happens to be that we we get through a lot of players who uh, who come in and and uh, are looking for clubs and and i think one of the one of our clubs is is probably quite approachable and this happens to be a good thing for the players and for us as well so yeah so so my last question for you then Samit, is what is it that makes tokyo falcons special you know why would people join your club i guess it's the atmosphere that we you know bring in so uh I think last week we, we did a small like kind of get together as like a, a pumping up party before the playoffs. Uh, so, but not really a party, but more like a get together. Right? And, you know, we, we throw in that same question that uh, to some of the new guys who joined it. And I think their first comment was that your club is very strict about rules and policies. And, you know, we found it very hard to follow. But once we got used to it and once we got beyond that, we kind of really understand why you do things in a certain way. And uh, we are really good to enjoy cricket over here. So I think the key thing for us is the players are coming in are able to perform and because they are, you know, enjoying the game and they're giving the right roles thanks to the club management and uh, whatever structure we have in place. I think that, that really is helping the players, you know, be part of Falcons and uh, kind of not not move away so much easily. Right. Well, mate, congratulations once again and good luck this weekend. It should be a great game. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. Hopefully I can get out of quarantine in time to come and actually watch. I'm currently serving 14 days. Yeah. Trying to get the early release done in time. So I'm hoping I can be there, but if not, I'll be trying to watch on the live stream. So yeah, good luck. Sure. And good luck to the, the third 11 as well. Congratulations on a great season and well done on all the hard work that you're doing for the club. It's great to see strong clubs emerging in Japan cricket. Thanks, Anani. I think I really appreciate uh, your comments. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, I'm joined now by the opposition captain for this weekend's grand final, a man who has lifted the trophy with the Chiba Sharks just a couple of years ago. 
and whose team has already enjoyed a fabulous run in the Japan Cup finals all the way to the final there. So this is their second final of the season. Dougal Benningfield, welcome onto the podcast. You say I'm the captain, mate, but I think I might have been usurped by uh, young Tuckety. <laughs> He's going away with a pin, and I was captain. <laughs> All of a sudden, the team's winning games, mate. What's what's happened? Yeah, it's probably to do with the captaincy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dugs, we should probably start with your own physical condition. You mentioned there that Takadi has stepped into the captaincy after you tore your hamstring in the Japan Cup final. So, how's that coming along? Are you in the oxygen chamber, training hard to? maximize your chances for fitness for this weekend. I'm sure all the Falcons boys will be desperate for an update on that. Mate, you say I tore it. I think I, I think it exploded. <laughs> and you can see the exact moment on YouTube. I, I stupidly came back for a second run where I, I don't know, I thought I was 22 years old instead of 42 years old. Back for the second. Bat plunked in the ground, hamstring exploded. Um, so. Put it this way, it's not 100%, mate. And uh, yeah, we, we don't have oxygen chambers in uh, Sunday, but I'm, I've rested it up and we'll see how it goes later in the week. Come Saturday morning, I'll do a little fitness test. We'll make a decision then. But whether I play or not, I think the, uh, you know, the boys are in, um, boys are playing good cricket and uh, they can certainly still compete pretty well without me uh, as evidenced by last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll come back to that in due course, but the boys are riding the crest of a wave at the moment. And I guess that all started with the perhaps slightly surprising run in hand cup finals. You guys don't necessarily see yourselves as a, a T20 outfit. That's that much from, from my understanding, but this year, the guys really put it all together in the East Canso division and then come finals weekends, the performances just kept on rolling. So first of all, you know, how was that? How enjoyable was that? And secondly, how much has it impacted the spirit in the group and given confidence looking ahead to this weekend? Well, it was, it was actually really enjoyable. For a start, it was a massive surprise to ourselves and everyone else because traditionally we, we finish about fifth or sixth or last in, in the East Kanto group of the, in the T20 competition there. Um, it's quite a, quite a strong group and uh, we haven't done so well. So to sneak into second place was a bit of a surprise to us then actually get to the japan cup finals we had to win a playoff game to get there and um the the boys all saw it as a bit of a rare opportunity and um we, we actually brought a squad of i think 16 or 17 players everyone was just keen to be a part of it whether they were on the field or off the field and we we enjoyed some pretty good team spirit i think that combined with having extra resources extra players that could step in in and out, off, on and off the ground, subfielders. We managed to um, put some good performances together and um, ride the wave, as you say, get get all the way to the final, where we got um, we got belted by a very good Tuskers team. <laughs> yeah, it was it was um, it was great fun. Yeah, it certainly looked that way. And now looking ahead to this weekend, do you think the energy that came out of that weekend must have played a part in the performance against Max last weekend in the semi final? Yeah, absolutely. Again, we, we had, um, we had, I think three of our key players missing, but we still had, um, I think 16 or 17 players actually at the ground. We had, um, we had two subfielders and, um, yeah, everyone in the club just kind of wants to get behind whichever team's out there at the moment. So the, the club spirit's really good. Um, I think 
that two, two or three month break in the season due to the, the, um, state of emergencies really kind of affected clubs in different ways. And for our club, I think we, we were just hungry to get back out there and, um, enjoy each other's company a bit. You think it's made everyone appreciate cricket a bit more having been without it for a while? Yeah. I, I sense that with a lot of clubs, they were just dying to get back out there and, um, be a team and meet their mates and, and, um, play as much cricket as they could before the winter comes. It was certainly the case with our boys and, um, our young players have probably hasn't affected their form much. They've just kind of stepped back in and uh, they're playing really good cricket. So we were able to compete against probably the best team in Japan over the course of the year and somehow ended up with a win. Yeah. So you guys have had a bit of an up and down season. It's been an interesting ride since the 2019 championship winning team. You know, last year was a bit of a struggle, just two wins last season. This year, you guys have won four of your games, including beating the Tigers with a, with a big win. And I, I kind of look at your season and look at round six and that win against the Tigers by 122 runs, perhaps a bit of a turning point. Marcus Thurgate got his maiden JCL 100. Do you think that that victory, it lifted you up into the top four and really gave the boys a bit of belief that actually making finals and competing with the likes of Max and Tigers was achievable this year? Yeah, I, 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 it's hard to say. I think we we always thought we were a decent team. It's just our, our form had been a little bit inconsistent and we, we'd been playing good cricket and then mixing that in with some uh, mediocre cricket in the course of, of matches. Even last year was such a stop-start year. We, we actually played some really good cricket at times, but we let ourselves down at other times. It was a very short season, so... Probably wasn't an accurate representation of how we were going. Same with this year. We, we had a shocker against Max in one of the games, but other than that, yeah. we were playing decent cricket and uh, it all came together against Tigers. So with, with the batting and bowling, we, um, we put it all together. So that kind of just showed us, yeah, okay, we can, we can do this guys. And, uh, soon after that, we had that two or three month break. You yeah. know, that interrupted things a bit. But yeah, we always felt like we're, we're an okay team who could compete against anyone. You've certainly got a couple of players who have stepped up this year, perhaps most notably Ibrahim Takahashi. He's got over 300 runs at, at 40 and he's taken 11 wickets as well at economy rate of under four. So how much of an impact has he had in the JCL and also seemed to go pretty well in the T20 stuff too? Yeah, he's gone to another level this year. We, he, um. He came into the club last year, um, as a young fellow, he spent a lot of his time in, uh, learning his cricket in Pakistan, but, um, had that connection to Japan as well. And he started in our second 11 last year, uh, didn't do that well, (laughs) but, um, we, uh, we sensed that he could play a bit. So he got that opportunity in the, in the first 11, um, as well last year. And again, he didn't set the world on fire, but we, we, we knew that there was something there. He, he made, um, he hit a few good shots that coming down late in the order, batting eight or nine last year. And, um, it was something there with the bowling as well. He, he ended up doing that role, opening the bowling and, um, looked really good actually with the new ball rather than the older ball. So, um, it's always hard. The, the, Overly batsmen never like it when a spinner comes on and starts 
bowling arm balls and spinning it both ways. So, um, he's a bit of a handful there with a the new ball and, um, this year he's just gone to another level. So um, it's probably stepped up his training a bit and, um, his confidence gone through the roof, got that opportunity batting at the top of the order. T20 form has been amazing. So, um, he's probably going to be a, a player for the Japan national team going forward as well, I would think. Yeah, certainly the numbers look pretty favorable. Um, you guys have had a couple of players not turning out as often as they have in the past. Rui Matsumura was a regular feature of the title winning team. He's only played three games, I think, this season. So there has been a bit of a turnover of players. How do you think that's impacted that transition? You said the spirit's pretty good now, but do you think that last season's stop-start nature and, and this season, again, with COVID has perhaps forced you guys to look to, to new blood? Yeah, I think we've still got a core group of, of young players who, who have played most of our games who, who I would say are the kind of the heart and soul of the club and that they're the ones driving the first level forward. So when new players come into the team, um, hopefully nothing much is changing and they, they're, they're getting that sense of what the team's all about, what our team philosophies are, what, what we're trying to do as a group. So some minor changes in personnel, the, the guys coming in have been excellent as well. They've, they've slotted right in. So, um, yeah, some new faces, but, um, hopefully not too much has changed with the way we play our cricket. Yeah. Right. Now, as a quirk of fate would have it, there was one round of the JCL that was lost to the COVID nonsense this year. And that happened to be your round against Tokyo Falcons. So you haven't played them since August last year. Uh, in that game, you actually gave them a bit of a hiding, won by 120 odd runs. I think. <laughs> um, I'm sure that probably doesn't have a lot of relevance to this uh, this weekend's match. But you know, looking ahead to that game, I spoke to Samit yesterday, and he was candid enough to admit that a few of his players were, were happier to be playing Sharks than Max. How are you guys about, <laughs> uh, about the contest? The boys, the boys, confident? Uh, yeah, I think I think. Um... Some of the boys are not short of confidence, so hopefully that's not an issue. <laughs> you probably know who I'm talking about. I do, yeah. I can hardly guess. <laughs> to be honest, we don't really care who we're playing. We'll do a little bit of um, homework about um, some of the opposition players, their the key batsmen and their their bowlers. But for us, we're not we're not too concerned what team we come against. I mean, we just came up against Max, who were unbeatable by all accounts and we, we managed to um, come away with a win. So we're certainly not not worried about who we're playing. We, we think our best cricket is good enough to compete against anyone. So it's just more, more about the way we go about things. Falcons are probably one of the form teams in the league, having said that. So they'll certainly take beating, that's for sure. If we're not on our, on our game, we'll, we'll finish second, put it that way. Yeah, so I think one of the other questions I wanted to ask, you touched on it a little bit earlier. This is a third final in four years. So the Sharks have really built up a, a happy knack of performing well at the business end of the season. What is it that makes the Sharks as a club a special team to be a part of? And what would you say to anyone listening to this who might be looking for a club next year? as to why they should come and be part of your outfit? 
Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be careful. I, I wouldn't want to kind of elevate our club above of what all the other clubs in Japan are doing. Um, we've certainly had a little bit of success in the last three, three or four seasons, four, four seasons, I guess now making three out of the four finals. Uh, as you mentioned before that, we kept losing in semifinals, which was, which was pretty annoying. So <laughs> it was that, I guess what we've done that's served as well over the last four years is we, we really invested in our young players. We had a really bad season. I think it was 20, uh, it was a while ago now, maybe 2017, where we finished close to the bottom and, and we picked all of our junior players and we were just developing them at that, that point. But, um, when you in, invest in young players and you give them opportunities, you're often surprised at how, how quickly that they adapt to the new level and, and they perform. Once they do perform, suddenly you've got these 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds who are, who are running around and they're diving around the field. The, 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 we do put an emphasis on our, on our fielding and we're competing against older teams who perhaps don't have that aspect to their game. So that's, that's really helped us with that youthful enthusiasm. I think we welcome a mix of nationalities to the club. So that's always fun having a, a, a few different, um, guys around from different, different countries, bringing their own unique, um, personalities to the group. So yeah, hopefully we're a enjoyable club to be part of, but, um, as I said, there's, there's a number of other clubs doing it well also. So don't want to say that we're the best or anything like that. Yeah, well, you're chasing a third grand final win in the club's history, which would put you up there with the most successful clubs in Japan. And obviously Falcons are chasing their first. So it should be an interesting game. And very much looking forward to it. Dougal, thanks very much for coming on. And good luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. And uh, it's going to be live streamed, I guess. So um, I hope everyone can watch. Tune in on the YouTube channel. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Japan Cricket Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you're now suitably excited about the big game that's taking place tomorrow. If you're listening to this after the game was played, then, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. And don't spoil it for us, those of us who haven't seen it yet. All right. Enjoy. Arigato gozaimashita.